You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, December the 22nd, episode two of three this week. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, and your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed out on yesterday's show, I'd recommend finding time in your day to head over um, to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to my conversation with the wonderful Aram Layton of Locked On MLB Podcast or MLB Prospects, excuse me, because we had a really good conversation about Dylan Carlson and Ivan Herrera. Uh, you know that, that's who I wanted to talk about. Obviously, there are a number of other prospects we could have talked about, ra- you know, ranging from Zach Thompson to Matthew Liberator, Jordan Walker, who the Cardinals just drafted this year with their first overall pick. Uh, so you know, plenty and plenty. No, Norman Nolan Gorman's another one. Plenty of options. But I just wanted to stick with uh, Carlson and and Herrera. If you guys enjoyed that, feel free to shoot me an email, lockedoncards at gmail.com for other prospects you'd like to hear more about. You know, maybe if Arm can't join the show for a full full episode, maybe he can send me a, um, you know, his, his breakdown or whatever. But, you know, if you're interested, um, head over to Lockdown OMB Prospects. And Arm is going to record a Cardinal system breakdown here soon, too. So uh, keep your eye out for that. But today we've got a couple different topics. As, uh, this is show number 99 for me. So for those of you who joined in on show 90 or for those of you who joined in on show 1, uh, I appreciate it. We'll, we'll do a little bit of a mini celebration tomorrow along with talk about other Cardinal news, obviously. But um, yeah, show number 99 for me, which is exciting. But we're going to start off with a little bit of sad news in John Brebia being signed away and leaving the Cardinals. Also talk about the light, light, light rumor uh, that the Kansas City Royals are linked to Adam Wainwright. And we'll finish up with a little bit of a recap on um, uh, on the cart on the uh, Schilt press conference, excuse me, um, Schilt press conference that occurred on Friday that I watched on Zoom, tried to update you guys as much as I could. But um, so we're going to go ahead and start with the uh, news of John Brebbia signing a one-year, eight hundred thousand-dollar contract um, with with the Giants. Brebbia has thrown. In 121 or 161 games in his Cardinal career, 314 ERA, 198 strikeouts, and 175 innings. Um, you know, 2019, 10.8 strikeouts per nine, three, you know, 3.34 strikeout to walk ratio. Um, a really solid arm for St. Louis. A guy that that was reliable for the most part. I think you know he, he struggled a little bit early in his career, but I, I was always impressed with Brebbia. I always liked him. I always, you know, thought he was, you know, he was, he was a funny guy. And I, and I, you know, just beyond that, I thought he was a really good baseball arm and somebody that the Cardinals could use w- if, if, you know, used well, could could really help the Cardinals in the bullpen. I think he did that. And like I said, in his 161 um, games, unfortunately, he was lost in 2020 to Tommy John surgery. Uh, but he was, you know, his name was thrown around there as a closer candidate. Just because of, of his of his stuff, fastball slider combo, really good uh, a mix of, of of pitches there. But this is a head scratcher for me because you know the the Wong decision I can understand from my financial standpoint. 
This one, from a financial standpoint, makes zero sense. I mean, Brebbia signed, you know, $800,000 is what it was reported about yesterday. Um, is what he, he signed for yesterday with San Francisco. I'm taking John Brebbia for eight hundred k any day of the week. He seemed to be like a good clubhouse guy, just to go beyond the fact of him being a good baseball player. But from a financial standpoint, this makes no sense. It really doesn't. Now, I do understand the Cardinals not giving him, not tendering him a contract. Here's why. You know, you don't want to commit a 40-man roster spot to a guy that could be rehabbing the entire next year. Um, you know, when, when, you, when you would rather protect a guy like Ivan Herrera or, um, or uh, Angel Rondon, who are both given 40-man roster spots. So that's why he wasn't on the roster. That's why he wasn't tendered a contract. I understand that part. And, you know, there are reports that they were interested in bringing him back on a minor league deal. And, and that's that, that's great. You know, just to, again, not to waste a 40-man spot, to still keep him around and let him rehab with the Cardinals. But I feel like the Cardinals should have made a bigger push towards him or should have should have just committed a 40-man roster spot to him, to be, to be, to be quite honest, if you're going to lose him for $800,000. $800,000, which, you know, it's, it's a lot of money, but in terms of the baseball business, I mean, that's that's Nickies and uh, nickels and pennies right there. It, that, that letting him go made, didn't make a whole lot of sense, like I said, financially to me, just because you could have gotten him for, you know, dirt cheap, for lack of a better term. But I, I really, I don't, you know, and I, I said this with, with, with a little bit of, um, understanding and the fact that the Cardinals do have a lot of depth at the on the mound. I've talked about that extensively on this show, and I, I feel like for the most part, people tend to agree with me. I haven't seen a lot of disagreement, but at the same time, that doesn't mean it, it, it's, it's a good thing or it's just okay, you know, good old hunky dory that they lost a pitcher. Because yes, he wasn't on the team in 2020, but he was going to be. You know, he 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 was one. He was going to be in 2021 one of the more proven guys in the bullpen. Yes, you've gotten proven results for a couple of years now from uh, from Andrew Miller, a couple of years now from Giovanni Gallegos, but Alex Reyes in his second year back from injury, who knows? Hennessy Cabrera dominating right now in, in the foreign league that he's in. Still, who knows? Jordan Hicks, first year off injury, fireballer. What's he going to be like? Brebby was going to be one of the guys that was going to be absolutely proven. Not absolutely, but he was going to be one of the more proven guys in that bullpen. So losing him, you know, it might not be the worst loss of the offseason, but it's not a good loss, and it's it's going to hurt the Cardinals, I think, more than people realize right now. So I'm, I'm sad to see Brebby go. I wish him nothing but the best. You know, he, you know, like I said, character, shaving his beard a couple different ways or whatever, but um, John Brebby... Will be missed in St. Louis, if you're asking me. Um, and then just real, real quickly, just to touch on this, I'm not going to dwell on it. <laughs> um, at least for at least this part of the rumor, uh, John Morosi tweeted out last night about 10 o'clock Central Time, saying Royals have shown interest in free agent Adam Wainwright, but they don't appear to be front runners to sign him. Of course, Wainwright played for Kansas City manager Mike Matheny in St. Louis. So take that for that. that that's a quote from John Morosi's Twitter. Take that for what it's worth. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't know. I thought it was worth mentioning just because it is a rumor about, you know, one of the guys that the Cardinals have said is a priority. And there are just certain uniforms that would just kill me to see Adam Wainwright in. I'm going to say I don't want to see him in anything but the Cardinal red. 
But to see him in a Royals uniform, so close yet so far, I think that would hurt. I really more, more than other uniforms. Great, go play for Mike Matheny again. That's wonderful. That that's that that's a good part of the story. But man, you know, any really any of the NL Central teams see him play for any of those guys, that would that would be painful. The Padres, uh, the the Mets, couple of the postseason uh, threats that they've seen in the last couple of years. Like I said, any any of the other central teams. I mean, really, the one team that I would be, you know, somewhat okay and not physically want to throw up whenever I see him in a different uniform would be Atlanta, and that's just because he he's from there, was drafted there, and you know that that would that, to me that'd be a pretty good feel good story for for him, anyways. Let's get one year in Atlanta, maybe maybe Miami. I don't I don't know, but Atlanta for sure. But so I just wanted to share that rumor out there again. Even Morosi admitted in that tweet that they're not the front runners, so hopefully that that stays true and that he stays in the Cardinal. Red or retires. Those are my two options for winning right, right now. But uh, take a quick break, hear from a couple of great sponsors, and then I'll break down Mike Schilt's um, press conference. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a press conference. It was meeting over Zoom that I, I was able to watch because it was live streamed over cardinals.com. But take a quick break, listen to our great sponsors. Please support them. They're doing a great job. Um, and then more from me coming up here in just a moment. Get ready for some college football as we head into bowl season. There are some big matchups this weekend and next weekend. The NFL regular season is also finishing up with the playoff picture becoming more clear. There's one place that has you covered and one place we here at the Locked On Podcast Network trust with our sports gambling. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code. Locked On for 50% off. Welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Hashtag bet online. Built Bar is new and improved and even more delicious than before. 18 incredible flavors with nut and non-nut options. My favorite, as I've told you many times before, is the cookies and cream option, but they have incredible ones other than that, such as carrot cake, coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, double chocolate, salted caramel, orange, or coconut. You have a flavor for everybody. They're soft and easy to chew and covered 100% in chocolate. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. All great things. So head over to BuiltBar.com and get yourself a pack today. And use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's right, it's up to 20%. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So Mike Schilt, like I mentioned, went over Zoom uh, with the media. Good questions that were asked. Dan Rogers has a nice article about it. But um, one thing I'll say that I've I've seen a couple different ways um, over, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, so social media, and that I've just been thinking about as I reflect on 2020 and look forward to 2021 about uh, who the Cardinals have at the helm and how much hate 
hate they get really from from the top down. You know, you, you can have your your gripe, you can have your um, your dislike with with the ownership. I, I get that. I understand that. But with, with, with a major league coaching staff, here here's my thing. These are major league professional hitters, pitchers, and fielders. They have been training their entire life. When you're looking at the results on the field, I don't think a coach has as much um, impact as people give them credit for. They get too much credit when the team wins, and they get too much hate when the team loses or a team fails. I really believe that. I think what a coach can do... This is at the major level, at the college level, amateur level, high school level, different story. At the major league level, this is any sport. Baseball, I think, is in particular just because of just the weirdness of baseball. A coach is going to institute a, a, a culture. A manager is going to have a culture about it. And that's one thing that I really love about Mike Schilt. You can question his in-game decision-making and, and all that, yes. I don't think his in-game decision-making affects a team as badly as he's given crap for. But what I love about Mike Schilt is how much trust he has in his guys. And even that he gets hate for sometimes. But when you have a guy like Mike Schilt who trusts his guys, who talks to his guys, who's all about the we, 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 us, us, us mentality and letting the guys go out and play, I love that. I love Mike Schilt. I was kind of hesitant whenever they gave him the full-time job after Matheny got fired. But two postseason berths and, and two full seasons speak for themselves. I really love what Mike Schultz is doing. I think that he's a good fit for this team. And I think that Mike Schultz is a good manager. I'm going to say it. Mike Schultz is a good manager. Again, you can question things all you want. There's just so much negativity out there. Uh, not only in the Cardinals fan base, but everywhere around. I'm going to say Mike Schultz is a good manager. I, I, I just I think there's too much absolute right now of good, bad, really good, really bad, great, awful. Mike Schultz just a really solid manager just because of that culture he, he brings. A um, couple of the quotes that I tweeted out there, um, he talked about Randy Rosarain a little bit and how the, the skill set was there, which is an interesting way to put that. You know, I don't think anybody, including the Rays, including the Cardinals, I don't think anybody, any Cardinal fan out there, any of us, myself included, could have predicted Randy Rosarain up Break the or tie or what, break whatever the postseason home run record was, but I definitely think the skill set to dominate and to play well was definitely there. Um, and and just uh, this is going to be a, I'm going to talk about a couple of, the, of these quotes tomorrow when you're talking about Mike Schilt. But one interesting point that I'm going to end the show on is um, Schilt talked about he was asked about the the, the innings and the workload for his guys. He, he wouldn't commit to a, to a starting rotation next year, which he shouldn't. Um, it's way too early to, to to do that, or even be reasonable in asking him to do that. But one thing that he he talked about um, in terms of of looking at guys to get ready um, to keep in mind the innings that were thrown over spring training, the innings that were thrown over the summer camp. The innings that were thrown in the bullpen and all that stuff, and now as the guys start to play overseas, uh, when you're looking at Martinez and Cabrera, to, to look at that, and also the, the, how much they were thrown in, in the shutdown overall, because they kept track of that too. He said, and it was just interesting to hear that of you know maybe a guy you know on the back of the baseball card didn't throw as many innings as he has in the past uh, officially, 
but the pitches and the workload are still there. We just don't see it as fans. And this is an interesting point to me for a couple different reasons. One, because, you know, you and I t- talked about it on my show a couple uh, couple shows ago, or a couple episodes ago, excuse me, uh, uh, with, with KK Kim and the least amount of innings. Yeah, maybe you guys don't see him as much, but that workload is, is still there for him because of, of, of all the work, of all the pitches, of all the, the work that we don't see. And also to, to the broader point there of how much goes on in a team that we have no freaking clue about. All the work that's put in and, you know, whether it be pitchers, hitters, NFL players, NBA players, whatever it is. I'm in, I'm in a real positive mood. It must be the holiday season. I'm just in a real positive mood, so let, let's be positive. These guys put in so much work. There's so much that goes into even just game planning for one game. Whether it's the coaches talking about a game plan, pitchers talking about their game plan with, with, with the catcher, batters talking about game planning against the opposing pitcher. There is so much that goes into one game, let alone a season, let alone trying to build success over multiple seasons. So much that we don't see. And I don't think that that's talked about enough. But that was just an interesting point. So tomorrow I'll, I'll ooh, excuse me. Tomorrow I'll break down a little bit more of what Schultz had to say, specifically about Molina, Wainwright, and also an interesting point that I talk about a lot of you know Schultz believing in his guys. And Schultz was actually asked about about the conflicting interest of believing in his guys versus um, you know wanting an impact bat in the middle of the lineup. So. Um, so be sure to tune back in tomorrow. And again, one of our sponsors today, um, Locked On Bets. The holidays are here, all about giving, all about positivity. So I'm here to give you a hot tip and some positive tip that could earn you some extra cash. We all need cash, especially nowadays. The Locked On Bets is a podcast hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he starts he shares a lock of the day every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today, wherever you get your podcast. So head over to Locked On Bets and also listen to yesterday's episode with Arm Layton and call it a day. So my last show of the week will be tomorrow. It's my 100th episode. Be sure to tune in. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.